0: Raise your voz
1: Bid that we be glad and rejoice in it. Welcome to church without walls. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. La Colapra sate veleman shakatoras e cataba O Yanaman shatavasis Kilozi katepende sapata O Father, we worship you this morning. Father, we turn turning you. Lord, we give you praise. Just go ahead, and give God praise one moment, give you praise. Lord, we give you praise. Turning you, turning you, turning you, turning you. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, to receive power. To receive all the praise. You are worthy Lord, you are worthy Lord, you are worthy Lord. They are all deserving to you. Thank you, sweet Jesus. Thank you, sweet Jesus. Thank you, sweet Jesus. Thank you, sweet Jesus. Thank you, you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We honor you. We honor you. We adore you. We give you praise. We give you praise. We bring the sacrifice of praise unto you. You are worthy to be
0: praised.
1: You are worthy to be praised. Rasatabalakadashatadesis. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, precious
0: Father. Thank
1: you, precious Father. Malabarashatakadosa grahasis, Thank you Lord Jesus, we thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for life, thank you for sound health, thank you for preservation, thank you for our families, thank you for our loved ones, thank you, Lord we are grateful. Lord, we are grateful in the name of Jesus We're telling God this morning that his mercy is be revealed afresh upon our life. I pray now that his mercy, his mercy come upon us afresh, upon our children, upon our husband, upon our wife, that the mercy of God be renewed upon us. Go ahead and pray that prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus. We ask, O God, for the renewal of your mercy. Let your mercy speak. Let your mercy speak. Let your mercy speak. Let your mercy speak. Your mercy, Lord. Your mercy, Lord. It is of your mercy that we are not consumed, Lord. Your compassion faileth not. Mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Shadokabaratan Ileke soukuban de gedveses Irekante gedveses gedivaradas Oremansete vele gedveses Ra kapalaton zigeveleton zigevashis Ra fatam bregedes shadadadan soukabande legedivahat We'll give you praise, Lord. Your mercy. Your mercy. Show us mercy, Lord. Show us mercy, Lord. Show us mercy, Lord. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. The Bible said that he sent forth his word and his word healed them and delivered them. In the book of Psalms, he said that the entrance of the word gives you light and understanding. So the Bible or the teachings that we hear are not just mere words. Jesus speaks, He said, The words I speak to you, they are life and they are spirit. The words that I speak to you, they are life and they are spirit. So the words that you hear. The words that you read from the Bible with revelation, they are not just usual words. But an arrow, it's a seed that if you allow it to, to penetrate your heart and your life, it begins to create a total transformation. And one thing the average believer does not have time for is the word. One of the things an average believer doesn't have enough time for is the word. It is difficult to find a believer sleeping during prophecy. Very difficult. It is very difficult to find a believer sleeping during prayer. But it's very easy to find believers sleeping during teaching. Very easy. Because the devil knows this is where the strength is, this is where the power is. This is where the balance is. So it make them lose the most important aspect of the meeting. And that is it. We are praying now we are asking God the Father open my heart, open my ears to receive your word this morning. Let my heart be open. Let my ears be open. Let my heart be open. Let my ears be open. My ears be open to hear. My heart be open to receive. My eyes be open to see scriptures. Go ahead and tell him. This is the last prayer right now. Let my heart be open. Open my ears. Open my heart. Open my eyes, Lord. Felemento Croschida Baladasis Kelleros Sapanta Legade O oh, Kapalate Granament Shiga O my father O oh, my father O oh, my father Shabaratala Davasis Kilomo su kadabela da shatada tisis. Ola oh, bara sapata la digavadasos. Elaman si kadashas. Likembra katusa valada shakativas. Likon su kadan das keda par si kapala my father oh my father, let your word enter us, we receive your word, we receive your word with gladness of heart we receive your word, we receive your word we receive your word, O God thank you sweet Jesus in Jesus mighty name we pray Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for another beautiful day. We ask that we receive help by the Spirit. We receive understanding. We receive grace. We receive grace. Let your word this morning instruct us, direct us, cleanse us, lead us, and usher us into a new season. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
0: Thank you, Holy Spirit.
1: Amen and amen. All right. We started something for the past three weeks. On the topic of increase our team rather for the month has been increased but we've been on the topic of the holy spirit we've been on the topic of the holy spirit and made us to understand that we can increase by the help of the spirit and we've dealt with things that grieve the holy spirit we've dealt with what alienates the spirit? So, we've also dealt with, um, yeah, we dealt with another t- topic related to that. But today, I want us to deal with, um, you see, there are three levels of relationship with the Holy Spirit. There are three levels of relationship with the Holy Spirit. I've told us that the Holy Spirit is the helper of the church. The Holy Spirit is the helper of the church. The Holy Spirit is the engine room of the church. So, if we say that the church is a car, no car is useful without an engine. The Holy Spirit. Is the engine room of the church so we need him we need him every day we need him every hour no matter how quick we want to close the church we want to be the service one hour we want to be the service 30 minutes two hours whatever time we decide we should at all cost create a space create a room for the move of the spirit and allow the person and the owner of the
0: church to come and do his thing. Okay. So,
1: even in your individual life, it's important to have a good relationship with the Holy Spirit, not even to talk about your spiritual life. So there are three levels of relationship with the Holy Spirit. Number one is hurting the spirit. Yeah, that was the first thing we dealt with. How not to hurt the spirit? Number one is hurting the spirit. That's a, a relationship. So you can be with somebody in the relationship, and all you do is hurt the person. Number two is alienating the spirit. Alienating the Spirit, cutting off the Holy Spirit out of your life completely, terminating your work with Him. Number three is association with the Holy Spirit. Hurting the Holy Spirit, alienating the Holy Spirit, or associating and associating with the Holy Spirit. So you decide which is best for you. You want to keep hurting the Holy Spirit, you want to cut off the Holy Spirit, or you want to be friends with the Holy Spirit. So today we're going to look at how to come into association with the Holy Spirit. Having an understanding that the Holy Spirit, we need Him every day. We need Him in all our work. We need Him in our daily life, our prayer, our vocation. We need the Holy Spirit. We need Him. So, how do we come into association with the Holy Spirit? Ephesians 4.32 Ephesians 4.32 That's going to be our key scripture.
0: Thank you, Jesus. God, of
1: Help me with the script, Ephesians for thirty two. Alright. And be kind one to another. Tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake had forgiven you. All right. So one of the first way to come into association with the Holy Spirit is kindness. Kindness, kindness, kindness. Be kind. Be kind. You see a lot of us still don't understand that one of the ways God rates your work with him is how you treat those around you. One of the ways God reads your walk with Him, oh, I love you, Lord, I love you, Lord, I love you, Lord. It's okay, no problem. And God brings you a hungry person. So you feel God just come down and tell you, my son, my son, I love you too. You are my guy. God sends a hungry person in your way. And because the person is not well dressed or beneath your status, and you are, you shoot the person, I shush, shush, I, I come from here, they're smelling. And God will look at you and say, oh, look at my daughter, I said, she loves me. So you're waiting for God to come in his majesty. You're waiting for God to come in his power. You're waiting for God to come in his glamour and honor. To come in your dream, come in your vision. No. He just came to you through a hungry person. And you just rejected him. That was why I asked them in the book of Matthew. He say, when I was hungry, did you feed me? When I was in prison, did you greet me? When I was sick, did you come to visit me? When I was this, when I was that? And they asked him, when did this thing happen? Ah, we have a year with you. We never... He said as long as you don't do it to these people around you, then you have never done it to me. So we see that God's value is in people. God's value is in people. God's value is in people. 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 People people are you with me so god wants you read the book of john you're going to find it there he said how do you say that you know god when your response to your neighbor is satanic it's aggressive it's ungodly you don't know god So God wants you to be kind. Somebody say, I will be kind. I will be kind. I will be kind. Yeah, be kind to people be kind to people kindness is an action of good of good regardless of circumstances kindness is an action of being good regardless of the circumstances kindness is an action of being good regardless of the circumstance if you read um, the book of i think first somewhere first somewhere 30 concerning the story of david in ziklag when his city was burnt down the bible said david went to fight before he came his country had been destroyed burnt they took his wives and everything that belonged to him and his men he was a warrior, he was a man that prays, he was a man that hears God, but he cried and cried until there was no more strength to cry, even his people wanted to stone him. But he inquired from God and God said, okay, pursue overtake and recover all. And David took on the journey with some few men who could still go. And while David was still on the way, going to go and recover, they found a man in the desert half dead. The man was sick. The man was weak. He was tired. And they picked up the man. And they fed him. They didn't ask. Don't forget. Kindness is the act of being good to people. Regardless of circumstance. Now he lost his wife. He lost his children. Lost his business. His house had been burnt. He could have said, I'm late. Let's just go. Forget this thing. Let's go and do this thing. I'm late. And... David allowed the men to stop, picked up the young man, fed him, gave him water and all of that. And they asked the young man, who do you belong to? And the man began to confess. "Say, so I belong to some group of people who came to destroy Ziklag. And David said to the man, I'm the one that owned the properties you came to destroy. Will you show me where they went to? The master, of course. Of course, how would I show you? I was feeling sick. He, was, he didn't die, he was sick. I was sick when we were coming back and my master threw me away from the child. My master. So, he's saying that my master lacks kindness. He lacks kindness. So, he does not deserve kind, kindness. He threw me away from the horse for me to die in this desert. No food, no water. So, if you came to save me, and you were the enemy, okay, for your kindness alone, me, I will sell them back to you. And that was how the man carried David to where the people were. And David came and destroyed everybody, and took even more than what they stole from him. So you see that a little act of kindness would have saved the life of the man But because of his wickedness, because of his heartlessness, he lost it and he died. And you saw that a little act of kindness, just giving somebody bread and water, was what restores David's marriage, restored his finances, and made him to become prosper. A lot of us, every day, we miss out the opportunity to be kind to people. Every day. Every day. Every day. And one of the things that lead to that is selfishness. We are too full of ourselves. Oh, if I give you this um, uh, biscuit now, what will I eat tomorrow? If I do this now, how will I survive tomorrow? I don't like you. You are not from my tribe. You are not um, from my country. You are not my gender. You are not selfishness selfishness that is why we are not kind kindness would bring you into association with the Holy Spirit so any time that you are kind to somebody the Holy Spirit draws closer to you is that not amazing anytime you get you show kindness to another person the Holy Spirit gets closer to you comes to give you a warm embrace and says, That's my daughter that's my son. Every time you are kind to somebody, the Holy Spirit comes closer. So you see now that your association with the Holy Spirit is not just rakabagalagada, oh rakarada. No, no, no. After speaking in tongues and you are not kind, you are wasting it. As a matter of speaking in tongues is not actually, is not actually what brings you into a relationship. It helps you build up yourself. It helps you build. It's for your own benefit. But you want to be close to him. Be kind to people. Be kind. Somebody want one more than say, I will be kind. I will be kind. Let's see um, Luke 10, 25 to 37. Luke chapter 10. 25 to 37 One thing about kindness and this other virtues is that when you are doing it, it looks like the person is the one benefiting but you don't know that you are doing it for yourself. Alright, let's read. It said And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him saying, Master, What shall I do to inherit eternal life? So, the lawyer was asking, how do I go to heaven? How do I make heaven? How do I become a citizen of heaven? And look at what Jesus responded. Verse 26, he said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answered, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy so with all thy strength and with all thy minds na- and thy neighbor as thyself. So you see that it is all about neighbor. He's talking about how do I gain eternal life and he's talking about loving your neighbor. So you love God and submit to God with everything that you have then love your neighbor. Okay, continue. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered the right This do, and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, Who is my neighbor? And Jesus, answering, said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment, and wounded him, and departed, leaving him half-dead. And by chance, there came certain, came down a certain priest. So you see the first person that came, a priest, the man of God. And priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by. By on, he passed by on the other side. Okay, let's continue. So a man of God came, saw somebody beating to pop on the ground and quietly jumped and took another side. Can we continue 30, 32 or report 31? Going, we are reading to
0: 37.
1: My scripture. Alright. The other side, 32. Likewise, a Levite. So a Levite is a, a lineage of priests. Levites are lineage of priests. Levite is where all the priests come from those days. It's a clan dedicated for priesthood and Judah was dedicated for kingship. Alright, so a Levite, somebody who is a Bible scholar, somebody who will become a man of God, when he was at the place, came and looked at him and passed by on the other side. So a priest passed, a Levite passed, 33. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. So you see that your kindness started with compassion. Do you have compassion in your heart? Are you compassionate? Do you feel what others feel? Do people's sorrow of touch you? Does their pain affect you or you don't care? He had compassion on him and went to him and bound up his wounds pouring in oil and wine and set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn. Thirty-five. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pens and gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more when I come, I will pay. So imagine. Imagine kindness. Which now of these three thinkest thou was a neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, He that should mercy on him. Then he said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. All right. So we see an act of kindness. This man was traveling. He left his business trip and began to attend to someone's needs. So being kind is all about impacting other people, touching other lives. And these are the things where Jesus, his heartbeat comes. This is where the Holy Spirit would come and create association with you, become close to you. Number two, number two, we read in that scripture, Ephesians 4:32. Is tender hearted. Tender hearted. Tender hearted. The scripture we just read, it said that when the Samaritan, note the first two people that passed were not just Christians, they were men of God. But Samaritans in those days were not Christians. That was why in John 4, the woman was telling Jesus that. People are not going to be happy seeing me and you together. An unbeliever did what a Christian couldn't do. The man had compassion. Tender heart. To be tender hearted is to easily feel sorry for others. Not because you can't decide to be hard. Not because you can't just do whatever you want to do. But you just choose... To be sorry. People who are not tender hearted, who are not compassionate, they don't care about the suffering of other people. If you are tender hearted, you feel people's pain. And let me say this to us a lot of us want power, we want to manifest the gift of God. But these are some of the secrets to the gift. You realize that Jesus, anytime we want to heal the sick, anytime, check through your Bible, you only see, and he had compassion on them. He was moved with compassion. He had compassion on them. He was moved with compassion. He had compassion on them. He was moved with compassion. So what that scripture kept telling us in a summary is that Jesus is tender-hearted. Jesus is tender hearted. To be compassionate for others, that's what it means. When things happen, you've made up your mind that you must do it this way. The things happen, you made up your mind you must go this way. Do you have enough tender heart that God can tell you, hey, don't do that that way, do it this other way? Do you have enough tender heart that the person will come and say, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know. You, you were so hot and broken. I didn't know it would come to this way. Please forgive. Let's go. And after you've made up your mind to destroy everything and everyone and you still change your mind, are you tender hearted? Are you tender hearted? Now let's see scripture, Matthew eighteen.
0: Thank you, Jesus.
1: Let's start from verse 23. Matthew 18, 23. Tenderhearted. So it's amazing the things that brings us in a relationship with the Holy Spirit are little, little things. Look at this. Therefore, is the kingdom of heaven like kingdom to a certain king, which would take account of his servant. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him 10,000 talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife, and his children, and all he had, and payment to be made. All right. 26. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have mercy with me, and I will pay thee. There are most of us, eh, even if people lie on the ground, lie in mud, even if they lie inside stone, inside matter, to ask you for forgiveness, you can never forgive. Never, never. 27, then the Lord of the servant was moved with compassion. You see, compassion, kind-hearted. Not because he wasn't ready to do what he wanted to do. Not because he didn't know what to do. But he had to allow something else to take control of him. Kindness, kindness, kindness. All right. And he lose him and forgave his debt. You see, he didn't only let him go, okay. We will not arrest you again, but you will pay no. Because of the man's act, okay, go. And your debt is forgiven. You see, that's that looks unfair to those who are paying their own debt. Ah, so because this guy laid down, but oh, we you would have also forgiven down. No. You were the one that brought the strategy. You are the one that brought on the character for compassion. So I had to show compassion on the person I will show you to. 28 said, but the same servant, somebody who I just been be forgiven him, the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and he took him by the throat. <laughs> Ah, not by the trouser, by the truth. Saying, pay me that thou owest. Okay, let's go. 28, uh, 29 now. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet. The same thing he did to his boss, fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, have patience with me and I will pay thee. And he would not or went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. 31. So when his fellow servants saw what he had done, they were were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Okay. Then his Lord, after that, they had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgive thee all that debt because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wrought and delivered him to torment us till he he should pay all that was due unto him. So, are you seeing compassion? A lot of us, you see, a lot of us don't know that this scripture is talking about us. We are looking at, hmm, ah, that guy must be wicked. Ah, ah, that guy, ah, oh, that guy must be a devil. Ah, that guy must be a this. All right, God gave you life this morning. God has given you prayer this morning. God has privileged you to be a partaker of what he wants to do today. And now, somebody else does something to you. Not because. God didn't give you all this because you're righteous. God didn't give you all this because you did you. it's all well-deserving because of qualification. He give them to you because of compassion. But somebody else does something... That is not even up to what we've done against God. And the next thing we do is that we come to kill them. We come to lambast them. Yesterday, somebody was giving me news. It doesn't sound nice, but Charlie, I laughed my heart out. And that's how I'm talking about it. Somebody who uh, I knew very well, he doesn't want to hear sin. He doesn't want to hear sin if I'm not even hearing an act of his appearance of sin, he doesn't want to. He will judge people. He will lambast people. He will, oh God, when this guy preaches against sin, he, he preaches it like, you are going to hell now. You are dying now. Like, he's the only saint. He's the only righteous person. And... Yesterday, um, somebody who I have not spoken to for a while and was talking to me and said, "This person has now impregnated a lady." I told you now I don't believe it. I told the person it's not true; it's a lie. He said yeah, it's true. They have. It person have now impregnated a lady, and the child is uh, over ten months old. I'm like, did they buy the baby, or did the lady eat food and got pregnant because? I'm not sure if the person you are talking of. They so got pregnant and, and all of that. And I said, I only I only heard they had a fiancee and they were planning to get married. Until now the guy will come on Facebook and post judgmental posts. You are a lady, you'll be wearing skimpy clothes, you'll be doing this, you'll be doing that, you are a guy. You'll be sleeping with ladies. You'll be doing this. You, you see, a lot of us, we are hypocritical in our dealings. Alright? Let me just give an example. Let me say, um, let me assume Mr. Eric and his wife, they are not married, they are dating. And Nanaba is single. So, they are dating and Mr. Eric and his wives goes and his, let me call them fiancée now, go in behind the scene when there was nobody. And they did their thing, drank some alcohol, had some intimacy, had intercourse and all of that. probably the woman gets pregnant and they, they go and remove the baby. Nobody was there, poor of them. They go do something, they remove it quietly, and they move on. Now, Mr. Eric hears that Nanaba now has a boyfriend, and they had intimacy. And Mr. Eric will come and give Nanaba some suspension. Maybe he's the choir leader, he's the Sunday school leader, whatever. So he comes. And give Nanaba suspension. She said, Nanaba, you are suspended. What? I learned you kissed a guy. Don't you fear God? You kiss. Like K-I-S-S. Kiss. You kissed a guy. You are suspended. Three months. Three months. And Nanaba goes on suspension. They will give her a backseat. They will start giving her attitude, start calling her names, and make her feel worthless. But mind you, he had done what is worse than what she had done. Oh, so she would never not be punished. Okay, if that is the law, if that is the doctrine in the environment, she should be punished, but Mr. Eric has no right to punish her. Somebody has shoot. So, the world we live in, what we do is that we judge people for the sins we commit in the secret. We judge people for the sins we commit in the secret. Nobody saw you. Nobody was there. So, I'm, I'm a saint. I'm a saint. So, when I come and tell you, that you are a sinner. You must believe you are a sinner because you can't hold me. You can't hold me. You were not there. You didn't see me when I did my own. But Charlie, God is seeing you. God is seeing you. God is seeing you. So, Pastor, what am I supposed to do? When you find yourself in a situation, you see, the religion is what is bringing a lot of these things. When you find yourself... In a situation where you've messed up, you've done things, you know that your heart is no more close to God. You know that has affected you. What you do is take off yourself from setting the rules and position. Take off yourself and stay back to reconnect with God. Take off yourself. As for as the leadership, I want a break. I want some time off. And sometimes, the leadership would don't want to let you go because they've seen that, okay, this person is very gifted, you are very useful to the work. But take our time, go back to prayer, one week, two weeks, till you are fine. Because it is dangerous that you are doing the work of the Lord, and yet the Lord of the work is not happy with you. Let me repeat. It is dangerous that you are doing the work of the Lord. And yet the Lord of the work is not happy with you. So take time out. Go on retreat. Go on camping. Go on retreat. Go on camping. Stay there for days. Stay there for weeks. Cry out to God. Cry out to God. Cry out to God. Most of us, most of the challenges we are going through Nazareth, we had such kind of episode where we didn't go back to God for mercy. So, because you didn't die or nobody knew, so you just went back and stayed in your corner. After some weeks, some months, you felt better. Phew, you, messed, you moved on. But deep inside of you, that darkness is crying out. Deep inside of you, that darkness is crying out. It's crying out. It's reflecting. So you go to God for mercy. Sincerely, cry out to him for mercy. Cry out to him for mercy. And you will see the compassion of God over your life. And he will restore you. So, you must be tender-hearted. You must be tender-hearted. There's a must. If you want to come in a relationship with the Holy Spirit, you must be tender-hearted. Number three is forgiveness, 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 I've always said this to us that forgiveness benefits the forgiver more than the forgiven. Forgiveness benefits the forgiver more than the forgiving. Let me give an example. Francisca had offended me and I'm angry. I've made up my mind I won't talk to her. I've made up my mind whether she's aware or not. I won't be friends with her and all of that. Now, I'm the one that was offended. I'm the one who had not forgiven when Francisca comes around, she's walking past, or she comes around where I am, she feels free because in her heart, she's not holding anything or expecting anything. But me, that has not forgiven her, I'll start getting bitter. I'll start getting angry. Me, that is the one that refused to forgive. If I was talking, let's say I was talking with Nanaba, talking with my part, and Somebody else. And while we're talking another just walks in, I'm sorry, Francisca now walks in. What I I would do, I would just keep quiet and frown my face. I would just be quiet. Like my my enemy has come. So why should I continue talking? But right now, who is feeling the pain? It's me. I'm the one in pain. So Francisca can just walk in. Hey everybody, how you doing? Good morning, good morning. It's been long ago. Maybe she's even going around shaking and hugging everybody. It gets to my tongue. I'll frown my face. So she knows she dare not come to hug me. Else she will cause a fight. So I'm the one that's having frowned face. I'm the one whose heart is now beating faster. I'm the one that will feel the pain. She's not the one. So every time you refuse to forgive, you carry the burden every time you refuse to forgive you are the one that loses more every time you forgive you gain more matthew 18 21 to 22. so unforgiveness does not help you flow in the spirit these things are important that you note them Unforgiveness does not help you flow in the spirit. A young lady called me yesterday. Very bitter. I don't know when ladies in this country or generation will start learning lessons. Came on my phone with some attitude. And, Pastor, yeah, good morning. My sister gave me your number. Uh-huh. I wanted to pray for me. Things are not working. Things are hard. I'm suffering. I want to die. What is the problem? Um, um, all the men I give birth for, nobody wants to take care of their children. Nobody wants to take care of me. I was confused. I'm like, are you a contractor for giving birth or what? She said, no, she's not a I said, what are you saying now? Uh, all the men I give birth for, I give birth for this, I give birth for that. Yeah, they're they not take care of my children. Now things I had. So I wanted to pray so they will come and we take care of the children. And ask a simple question. When you people were getting pregnant, did they was there an agreement that they, they told you that they were they want children? They said no. So what happened? She was quiet. So if people had something and you got pregnant and all of that, so why are you now trying to tie the person with the burden of getting pregnant? She was calm. Am I justifying the young man? No, I'm not justifying the young man's action. But all of you got into this mess. And now you are in First one happened, you had the first, you had the second. How many children do you have? He said, three. How many people? He said, two men. You had the first. He said it was mistake. second one was mistake. Then another man, you had the third one. And you're telling me that it was still a mistake, that you have stopped, you won't do it again. I said, madam, I gave her a parable. I said, that's not how life works. I should just pray for all the men. Oh, yeah, just appear and they should just start. Uh, I said, her life does not work that way. I said, I gave her a party. I said, if you start smoking weed, smoking weed, you refuse to stop. What will happen? So you either run mad or you start having problem with your kidney or liver. I said, okay. So who caused the problem? What is now the design about all these things? She said, it's the man that smoked. He's the cause. I said, okay. Do you know your case now is like the man that smoked? Your case now looks similar like the man that is smoking. Since he smoked, it was the one that ran mad. Your decision is what brought you where you are. So calm down with God. We will pray. Be patient. That was how she finally calmed down. So you could feel the bitterness and the rage and their own forgiveness in her heart towards the men. You could feel the rage in her heart. And what she fails to understand is that God can choose to bless her to take care of the children that God has given to her, but no, she chose to be bitter that the men have to come and carry and share the burden. I get a lot of such calls. I get a lot of such calls. I don't know why, how, why ladies think that... Getting pregnant for a man will tie the man down for marriage or getting pregnant for a man automatically means they are entitled to the man's money i don't know i don't know i don't know let's take matthew eighteen twenty one twenty two forgiveness Every time you gather unforgiveness in your heart, you shift the Holy Spirit from yourself. So then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how often should I forgive? Should my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times, Jesus said unto him, I say unto thee, unto seven times. Okay, I did not say unto thee, unto seven times. But until 70 times 7. Okay. And that is for one day, not for a lifetime. The amount of forgiveness you should give every day is 70 times 7.
0: Please, what is the total in mathematics? 490.
1: So, Pastor, how many times should I forgive somebody in a day? 490 times. After 490, then you can stop forgiving. For a day, not for a lifetime, not for a month. And even Satan cannot forgive, cannot offend you up to 490 times. Whoever that can offend you up to 490 times should be Satan's father. The person should just be Satan's mentor, Satan's father, Satan's grandmother. Anybody that can of- offend you to 490 times, a day. So that Jesus was telling us how much forgiveness means to him. Oh, we love you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Help us to forgive. Forgiveness is to grant pardon. You don't forgive people because they deserve it, but because God has given you the command. You don't forgive people because they deserve it. You forgive them because you've been commanded to do so. You do that because... It has more benefit to you. Walking with the Spirit becomes easier when you live in forgiveness. Number four, let's run through this quick. Number four is walk in love. Walk in love.
0: Walking in love would help us.
1: Wow! So, three minutes have to divide four ninety. We have to forgive every three minutes. It's where walking in love, walking in love, walking in love. Get me Ephesians for six verse two rather. Ephesians six verse two. I don't know most of us have heard or we've even seen the song. I'm walking in power. I'm walking in miracle. I live a life of evil. I know who I am. And when we sing the song, what do we do? We take steps physically. We are marching our leg. I'm walking in power. I'm walking in miracle. I live a life of evil. I know who I am. Okay. He said honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Okay. Before we get get into that now, walking in love is not walking in power is not actually matching your leg. Okay. Sorry, I needed um efficient six, not five. Ephesians verse 2. 5 verse 2. Not, not 6 rather. Ephesians 5 is 2. Not Ephesians 6. So walking in love, walking in power, as that song sounds, is not matching your leg. I'm walking in power. So you are moving your leg. Let's walk in power. I'm walking in miracle. Alright. So he said, walk in love as Christ also had loved us. And giving himself for us as offering and a sacrifice to God for his sweet smelling savor. Walking in power is not taking your moving your leg. I'm walking in power. I'm walking in miracle. I need it. No, 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 no. Walking in power simply means manifesting the power of Jesus, showing the ability of the power, showing the ability and capacity of what God can do. So if I said, I'm walking in power, I should look for a sick person and heal. That is what it means to walk in power. If I say, I walk in power, I should look for a blind person and open his eyes. I should look for somebody that is demon, demon possessed, demon oppressed, cast out that devil. So if I'm not manifesting power, I'm not actually walking in power. No matter how nice I sing the song. So to walk in love means to show love. Act it. Okay? Walking in power is not moving your leg. I'm walking in power. I'm walking in miracle. No, 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 no. That's not what it is. It is to manifest it, to make it happen. So whenever you hear walk in, in power next time, it means manifest the power of God. Show the power of God. When you hear walk in love, it simply means that you should show love to people. Be loving. Walk in it. Don't just have love now. Walk in love. Walk in love. The Holy Spirit loves it. You see, the Holy Spirit is not weak. The Holy Spirit is a a, a creation of emotion. Permit me to put it that way. The Holy Spirit is a creation of emotion. That doesn't make him weak. He's very powerful, very strong, but very tender. He's the very powerful, very strong, but he's very tender. That's how you can easily hurt the Spirit. You can grieve the Spirit because of emotion. Alright. So, walking in love is doing things with the heart of love. Your actions must be love based, love powered, and love inspired. Your actions must be love based. Sometimes, walking in love may take you backward. To go fix your communications, relationships with others. Sometimes walking in love with the mind that you go backward, the people you hurt from the past, the people you fell out with. You still remember it as though it happened now. When you are there, you feel bad. You wish, "Ah, I would have treated this person better. You wish, I would have done this better. I would have done that better. So working in love would sometimes demand for you to go to them and say, Hey, concerning that thing, then and then and then, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Most of us are moving forward when our our past is pulling us backward. A lot of them um, broke, lot of broken past that has not been fixed. May God help us in Jesus' name. Number five is thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. You want to come into fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Thanksgiving. 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 I don't want to dwell on this because. I believe we understand what thanksgiving is. Always be grateful. Always be grateful. Always be grateful. Have reasons to always say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Even if things are going against your plan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He knows what he's doing. Thank you. And what can bring the Holy Spirit into friendship? It's is the last part. Uh, What can we do to come into friendship with the Holy Spirit? That he's just there. We are there. And he, he can count on us. We can count on him. Number one is Ephesians 5 18. Get me Ephesians 5.18. I
0: have a shot that the houses.
1: The cross a better shape that bell I love you love. For your mercy never failed me. All my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head. Oh, uh, um. All right. So look at this. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is essence but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. All right. So one of the first things that brings you into good as a, a relationship. Friendship with the Holy Spirit is singing and making melodies, singing and making melodies, singing and making melodies. You see, melody is not necessarily about songs that you know, okay? Melody is creating. A tone forming a tone, forming a song in your heart, singing or humming. But the end product is that it must keep you joyful. Anywhere joy is the Holy Spirit leaps. Anywhere joy is, if there's joy in your heart, the Holy Spirit jumps. So it's not necessarily you have to sing one song. It could just be a and you're doing that. You're feeling this excitement inside your heart. You're feeling this jumping. You're feeling... Because sometimes the Psalms sings don't let us get access to the Spirit. Why? The words has been constructed for us. The words has been constructed for us. So the words sometimes don't carry the quality and the power of what we want to do right now the words in that song don't carry the quality of the kind of power or the kind of fellowship that we need at that moment so right now one of the things you need is not anybody's words you need songs or tunes but you don't need the word in them Thank you, Holy Spirit. So learn to make melodies in your heart. So that the Holy Ghost will drop a song in your heart. You don't even know. Sometimes Maybe the songs you know. Don't ignore them. He wants to fellowship. He wants to be friends with you. That brings you into a deeper realm with the Holy Spirit. That brings you into a deeper relationship, into a deeper communication with the Holy Spirit. You see, especially those who are worship leaders, today is Sunday. They've written the songs that they want to sing. That's not worship. They've written the songs they want to sing. Number one, I will sing, Lord, you're so good. Number two, I will sing uh, the goodness of God. Number three, I will sing uh, If Not For Your Mercy. Number four, so they've listed down all the songs. So they come, Oh Lord, you're so good. Oh, and then number two, Oh my Lord, you have it. Number three, no, you are, not a, you, are not, you are not leading worship. You are not worshipping. You are singing. Now, is there anything wrong in writing down the songs? No. Or there's something wrong in letting the list lead you is there anything wrong to prepare to write down the songs? There's nothing wrong. But for you to follow that, that thing you wrote, there's something wrong with it. Because worship is all about the Holy Spirit. Worship is all about God. Suddenly, he can want to get in uh, intrude. You must be able to create the space where he would enter in between. You should be able to create the space. should be able to create the space. So you can write your song, one, two, three, four, five, ten, and the Holy Ghost says, okay, sing number five first, sing number eight first, number nine, number two, but you, no, 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 no. Just straight like that. And as nice as your voice sounds, as nice as the list goes, what happens automatically is that, You are lost. You are missing out certain things. You won't be able to bless the people. You won't be able to please God the way you are supposed to do. Because your heart is not being spirit led. Your heart is like a program. Like a computer that has been programmed for worship. So you discover that you're singing, but you're not making an impact. You discover you're singing, your life is not changing. You don't yield to the Holy Spirit to help you sing or show you what to sing. You're just dealing with a manual setting. All right. Number two is speaking to yourself in tongues. You want to be friendship with the Holy Spirit. Speak in tongues to yourself. Don't forget the spirit of the Lord lives in our hearts. So when you do that, you are awakening the spirit, changing the atmosphere. Oh, God, thank you Jesus. Number three is speaking with speaking to yourselves in psalms. I'm not talking about funeral psalm now. Not funeral sound, but there are sounds for worship. Number two is speaking to yourself. Okay, sorry. Number two is speaking to yourself in Psalms. Speaking to yourself in Psalms. You see, the book of Psalms, there are songs. The Book of Psalm, there are songs. You should read Psalm and read them out loud. The Book of Psalm, you should read it and read out loud, like somebody singing. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, not in your hands. You just close your mouth and close your eyes. spirit. Thank you. So, sing Psalms. Number three, the last, is speak to yourself in hymns. Speaking to yourself in hymns. Like I said earlier, not funeral hymns. Okay? But there are hymns, there are hymns that are spirit-lifting. When we walk with the Lord, in the light of His word. What a glory He sheds on our way, when we do His good will. He abides with us still, and to those who we trust and obey. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. And it will surprise you. Oh, the Lord has done. So you are on a point, you are in a situation where something has happened and you're just feeling bad. You just lost your job. You just lost your relationship. You just had a bad news. You need songs, psalms that are soul-lifting. So there's no way you're going to sing any of these songs I just sang now, that you will not get a reason to find yourself back to God. There's no way. Just imagine you lost your job and you just sat down, playing that song or singing, count your blessings, name them one by one. If you sing that song, you allow your heart to sing. You're going to start seeing yourself reminiscing with all the things God has done you just lost your job. You just lost your grandmother. You just lost your mother. Something bad just happened. But you will realize your heart will be set away from the negative things. But you're going to start remembering how he saved you. How God delivered you. How God healed you. How God... You're going to start remembering good things. And you that were supposed to be crying will begin to say, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, listen. Learn to replace your worry and pain with singing. Learn to replace your worry and your pain with singing. Learn to replace your worry and your pain with singing. It is part of the Christian life. I don't know. If anybody tells you that once you are a Christian, or once you you pray, you will never go through any kind of pain, you will never go through any kind of worry, you will never go through any kind of... The person lied to you. No, challenges will come, trials will come, pain will come. But as believers, we don't process them as such. As a believer, we don't process them as such. We don't process them as pain. Yes, should you feel the pain? Of course, you are human. Should you talk about them? Yes, but it should not become your daily topic. Should you, should I stop church because I went through pain? No, that only unbelievers are going to do that. Should I stop praying because I prayed expecting something to happen? I was so sure the thing did not happen. So should I stop church? No, count your blessings, name them one by one, count your blessings, see what God has done, count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. And
0: it will surprise
1: you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That I am the one that you have shown me mercy, you have shown me mercy and you have shown me mercy Lord I'm the one that you have shown me mercy Lord you have shown me mercy you have shown me mercy and I'm the one that you have shown me mercy this is somebody who just lost their mother. This is somebody who just lost a job. The person should start crying, but no, 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 no. I know I lost the job, but God woke me up this morning. I know I lost my mother, but I'm alive so I can stay in the gap and pray for them. I'm the one that you have shown me mercy. Lord, you have shown me mercy. Lord, you have shown me mercy. lord i'm the one you have shown me mercy thank you jesus so replace your pain with singing replace your pain with singing replace your pain with singing it. Learn it. Learn it. Sing out your heart. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And I pray that God is going to help us. Ah, You look beyond me, yo. For he looks beyond me, oh, And I'm the one that you have shown mercy. Lord, you have shown me mercy.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Thank
1: you, Jesus. So, we can come in good relationship with the Holy Spirit by singing songs. Singing good songs in the midst of pain, even when there's no pain. Listen, it's good to play songs. It's good to play songs on your phone, but it's better if you can sing them yourself. Okay? Okay? Let your heart communicate to your Father. Tell Him, let your heart tell Him. It's good you're playing songs on your phone and worshipping and praying, but it's better when you say them to Him. Tell Him, Oh, Pastor, my voice is not good. God is not interested in your voice. He's interested in what you have to say, what you have to do. All right. Wherever you are right now, I want you to lift your voice. Let's begin to appreciate the Holy Spirit.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Thank you, Jesus. All right. So we see how we can come into friendship with the Holy Spirit. We see how we can communicate with the Holy Spirit. So I want us to get back And begin to put this thing into action. I want us to get back. And begin to love Jesus. I want us to get back. Begin to relate to the Holy Spirit. Get back. Get back. Get back. Get back. If you were on Zoom the other day. I was talking to a lady and I said. God said. You should stop thinking. You should stop worrying. And I'm seeing an attack. Coming to you and coming, it was on Zoom, no, on Podbean. I see an attack coming to you and to your mom. If you don't stop worrying, I see that the month of September will not pass and death will begin to happen. And I told her, Go into praises, go into praises, go into praises every night. I wanted to say she do it next month, but I saw that it had to happen urgently. And I don't know if she started it or she have even done it. She gave me a call the next day or two. That, as she's, it was a message. The mom is the mom is paralyzed. The mom that was fine suddenly got. Paralyzed and she can't talk anymore. She's ready to do the praise. And I said, I would have told you it's too late, but I'm not God. I would have told you that it's too late. I felt bad. But what Lord of Fortune do understand is this. Every time you allow Satan into your life, it does not come for you alone. It comes for you and everybody around you. Pray. So we're going to pray and we ask God the Father help us to walk with you. Number two we ask asking he would help us to walk for him and walk with him. Let's take that prayer right now. Help me
0: Thank you, Holy Spirit.
1: We love you, Holy Spirit. Let's go ahead. Tell him if we can pray right now. Tell him in a moment.
0: thank you Lord.
1: in the name of Jesus I pray that the love of God be shared abroad in our hearts I pray that the Lord will help us stay in the mood of joy at all costs that the challenges we will face, the trials we will fit, will not drown our feet. We pray that the confrontations of the enemies will not make us begin to question God. I pray and ask Him that the Lord will help us. Help us to love Him. Help us to walk in His ways. The Lord will help us. The Lord will help us. The Lord will help us. Help us, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. All right, a recap, and we call it a morning so we can get about our day. How to come into association with the Holy Spirit? Number one, we said kindness. Number two, we said... Kindness, first one. Number two is tenderness. Tender heart. Number three is forgiveness. Number four is walking love.
0: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you,
1: Lord. No matter what your circumstance is, thank you, thank you, thank you. He's always been deserving. And we went down to walking in love and thanksgiving. And we said, What can bring you into friendship with the Holy Spirit? We said, Speaking in tongues, speaking in psalms, singing and making melodies in your heart, and speaking to yourself by defying tongues. As we go, may God help us to live according to his word. May this word be a fruit in our heart and cause a total transformation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on Church Without Words. Church Without Words is 100% teaching service. I would like to have you online tonight about... Six p.m. We're back online. I have some quiet time. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Lord. Thank
1: you, Lord. All right, you're welcome. Somebody said I've been so blessed by this teaching. So if you came late, I would love you to go back, go through it all from the beginning, and. This is the, it's been a series from three weeks ago, from three weeks ago. So go back and listen to all the series until today. You'll be blessed. You'll be blessed. You'll be blessed. All right. God bless you. Have a good day and see you tonight. Bye-bye. If you are new, kindly follow the page. Amen, I
0: receive the strength.